0: Welcome, 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 welcome. You are most welcome to the Dreamer Girl podcast. My name is Gwemi Sola. I am your host and I am so grateful that you tuned in. This is going to be lit. Episode 18, Me and Stuff. So last week we talked about the quest, searching for purpose. Um, it was one of the archived episodes and we talked about being, becoming a student of life being observant, you know, really taking in the world and looking for, going for new experiences and really widening your horizons. And then we also talked about staying excellent. I hope you enjoyed the episode and, you know, found the tips useful. Today's topic is me and stuff. And I really enjoy talking about this. It's one of those topics that, you know, I just, I just like it. It's something that gets to me. The the whole concept of simplicity in a very encumbered world, in a sense, in a world that's not typically simple. When I was thinking about what to see on this episode, when I was trying to draw an outline of things to discuss, I wasn't sure where to start or like how to ground it or, you know, what, what am I going to see? Like, is this a gist episode? Are there tips I want to share? And then I remember in 2019, I started this campaign to post every day on Instagram, a personal campaign for a period of time to post every day i think i mentioned this in the episode on themes earlier in the year and simplicity was one of those themes so i thought okay and so i just went back to my instagram feed and i was just looking through the quotes and the posts like the few times i actually wrote a long caption to accompany the post on simplicity and i said that you know i might share that and then share those quotes and the the content from the posts back then and i think i'm going to do that on this episode but before we get into all that a bit of a background so simplicity became very important to me a while back. I think it was three, four years ago. And here's, like, here's the story. It's not really anything special, but let me just share the story. I've always liked the idea of dressing up. Like I like fashion, but not fashion in the sense of edgy stuff. Let's try out new stuff. My, my whole idea of fashion and style has always been like, really classy, really simple, really um, practical. Like, you know, clean lines, clean cut, nice finish, looks expensive, doesn't have to be, nice jewelry, like nice everything, just black, white, neutrals, nice hair very sophisticated and chic and sleek so that's always been my idea of fashion looking good and my my whole plan or my whole goal what i what i was always craving for was to be able to look good every day like not just when you had an event and you know you got dressed up but like on a regular day that you're slaying just to go to the supermarket you're slaying and it's effortless so that's always been my dream Not not my dream my picture of like fashion Um, And I remember being young, actually, like my friends knew because when we would have events, I would like go to go and shop and buy really nice things. Like I think I have a good eye for like clothes and things like that. And so I'll buy all this stuff and come back and come back like looking good. This was like secondary school when we had uniforms every day and then once in a while we would have an event. So you had to show for that event. And then I went to university. I went to Covenant University and we had to be corporately dressed like to go to classes, which meant like shirts and dress dress pants and things like that and nobody buys corporate clothes for like a 14 year old 15 year old so when i was going into covenant we had to go shopping like my, my mom we've always loved doing this kind of stuff together so we went shopping for school and we bought and bought and bought all sorts of things just to look good and then that just kept going. So like every semester I would like be tired of the clothes I took and then I would like want new clothes and I was like, I'll give all of this stuff out. So it was like a cycle. And then it wasn't just corporate for class. There were like Sundays in between, right? And so you can't, you can't wear corporate to, like, Sunday. Like, Sunday is the day that you show up. Sunday is the day that you dress up. So, there was, like, school, there was class wardrobe, the corporate stuff. There was Sunday wardrobe. And then, of course, you can't be wearing shirts, like, on a Saturday for, like, chill days. So, there was, like, casual wardrobe. Then, there was trad. Like, trad is, like, traditional attire for Nigerians, like, Ankara, lace, Things like that. So we used to have one Sunday every month that was like Trad Sunday. So there was a Trad wardrobe, and it was just like a lot of stuff. And you know, you would think about like well, I don't think everybody was like this, but if you were ever like very conscious of like how you looked and things like that, you had a style. You're trying to build your style. So it was usually like in this cycle of like just shopping, shopping, and then I would come back after the semester. I'd be tired of everything I took because. As as I was shopping too, like because I'm very interested in fashion, right? So I'll be watching videos and finding your personal style and things like that. So I feel like my style was evolving. So every time I would shop, I would come back from school and like my style has changed. I don't think this is my style anymore. So I want to dash everything out. So there was this particular time that I came back home, and I want there was clutter. I think we were moving or something, and I had to go through my wardrobe. And I remember feeling this headache. It was such a bad headache because there was too much stuff. It was just like overwhelming. It was like bags and bags and bags of clothes that I didn't want. That of course we'll give to charity. But like what's the point? Like why buy it in the first place? If you were looking to give so much, why don't you just buy clothes for people that need the clothes? Rather than buying clothes and then you get tired of them and you're not saying, okay, I'll give them to charity. I just don't think that that's the perfect model. But yeah, I remember being in this place and I was just overwhelmed by the amount of stuff I had accumulated. And the truth that I still wanted more stuff. It was like, yo, like this, why do I say you these days? It was like, there was so much I already had, but that didn't mean I didn't want more stuff. Like it wasn't like, oh, I have so much stuff. I'm fine. It was, there's all this stuff I already have. I don't like the bulk of it. I'd rather have something else. And I think it was that place with that headache, with that clutter, realizing that first of all, clutter gets you, gives you headache. Like I say, it's hard to keep a crowded room neat like when there's too much stuff, it's hard to keep it organized and neat because that's what stuff does. And many people, I don't know if this is you, but for me, when I have so much stuff, like when a room is like full and dense and crowded, it gets in in the way of my creative process. It gets in the way of my thoughts. I just feel like, I just feel, I don't feel good because there's too much stuff. And of course, if you want to keep everywhere neat, that's even more stress. So there's that stress, there's that, there's the headaches, there's that stop to your creative process. And I remember going online, like because you know that's what you do when you have questions these days. You go online or you talk to God. Or you talk to God, then go online. Depends on your routine or how it works. But I went online for this and even before going online like there were verses from the Bible that talked about like a man's life doesn't consist in the things he owns. That was something that Jesus said um in in I think Luke's gospel. I'm not sure. But in the Bible it was there and so there was there were all these verses but i went online and i found the minimalists right i found this thing called minimalism where you know you live on the simple things like on the your basic needs you don't shop too much you don't buy too much and maybe it was the headaches maybe it was the place i was I was at, maybe it was the stress from like packing and unpacking, the stress of always buying more stuff and not being satisfied, the the pain from like, yo, this is a lot of money I'm spending and I still want more stuff. Maybe it was all of that combined together that just made me gravitate towards that message. Like I remember hearing and feeling like, yes, exactly. Like this is it. This is what I want. And that was the experience that led me to this whole minimalism, simplicity. And the truth is, I don't think I am alone. Like, I wrote a book, The Enough Experiment. It's an, it's um, a fictional ebook for ladies. And the feedback I received from that was enough proof. Like, yo, I'm not the only one going through this stuff. I'm not the only one that's, like, struggling with the idea that... You buy, 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 but then you still want more. You still need more, and I think it's not just us. It's the culture, like materialism, shopping. We are we are bombarded with um, adverts every day of more things that we need, more things that we should get. But the truth, the truth is, we buy this stuff, and then there's still more stuff to buy. Like if this thing that I'm about to buy is the one thing that I need, after I bought it, shouldn't shouldn't that have ended like my my crave for more stuff? Like shouldn't that have ended the whole journey? to buy more stuff but that's not what we see and then that's just one angle another angle comes when it now becomes a thing of pride like the proof that you're successful is how much stuff you have like you need to make more money so that you can buy more stuff to prove to more people that you're living the best life like the the whole measure of your success and the whole measure of your your wealth is the amount of stuff you can buy stuff clutter it just chokes you because it's never enough And at some point, it's just too much. It's just too much and and it's not even necessary. And one thing that really got to me is the thing about greed is that sometimes you don't think you're greedy, but then you are. It's like the culture sort of bakes that into the system, right? Like it's natural to buy more stuff. It's natural to buy more clothes. Like you see some of the statistics for how many new items people buy for their wardrobes every year. And you just open your mouth like, yo, What's happening to us? Like, why Why do we think that we need to keep getting more stuff? Why do we think that we need to keep buying more stuff? Like, what hole is this supposed to fill? Like, what void are we trying to fill with stuff? I found that experiences, relationships are more beneficial and that there's so much more that money can do than just buy you stuff that you're eventually going to dispose of. Like, what would happen if we start to become more conscious about where we spend our money, how we spend our money, and not just on, on things, not just on stuff, because the proof of a great life isn't the fact that you have so many things that you can't breathe (laughs) you know and there are some quotes let me share some of the quotes i saw last year victoria moran a simple life is not saying how little we can get by with that's poverty but how efficiently we can put first things first when you're clear about your purpose and your priorities you can painlessly discard whatever does not support these whether it's clutter in your cabinet or commitments on your calendar, and I think when I saw this quote, what he immediately spoke to was the fact that, first of all, you have to realize that your normal should, your normal should not be buying more stuff. Like you should get to a point where you have enough. When you are able to start giving to other people, when your needs are met, and everything else isn't isn't a priority. Like everything else isn't as necessary. Like why would you have thirty shirts that you you only wear ten? And then there are children all over the world that have nothing to wear, and of course, you don't always have to have like the um, the charity side to make you feel guilty or anything. It's just the fact that when you have 30 clothes for your, for even your own decision process it's harder to choose what you're going to wear every morning and if it's easy for you that means you're probably wearing the same things every time so you have more than half of that wardrobe going to waste so it's not even wise financially for you to have 30 and then your money like how much how much are you saving if it's even for your own wealth you know i'm going to do an episode on money soon and everybody talks about compound interest to have compound interest speak on anything you have to save something first if you're spending everything you earn well you can't save anything you know and it goes to the point of you know when it's identifying, identifying what in need. Like, how much of this stuff do I need? And, of course, you can have margins. Like, say you need five, five shirts. You can have 20 shirts. I'm using clothes because clothes was the thing that became a revolution for me. But this speaks to everything. Like, gadgets, um, shoes, cars, books sometimes, you know? It's like, you have to get to a point where you say, I'm more than my stuff. Like, it, I'm not defined by the car, Right? I'm not defined by the number of vacations I take. None of those things are bad in themselves. It's just the, the fact that we're spending so much time, energy, and we're investing so much of ourselves in these things, trying to prove things that we don't need stuff to prove, things that stuff can't prove for us. So there's this caption, one of my captions from last year. This endless craving, this desire to have everything and anything we could ever want, puts so much pressure on us, pressure we don't need. You should have every Apple product ever made. At least two vacations per year. You could throw in a yacht, houses in every country you like. That's how you win. So when you show up at reunions, everyone can know you made it. You have to be the next Dangote. You have to be on a list. The culture has sold it to us. It's not about earning a good reward for honest work. It's not about having a roof over our heads or sending our children to school. It's so much more than that. They've told us that more is always better. And more is what we should always seek. Not more... People to bless, not more souls to bless. No, more money, more cars, more trips to exotic places. They've sold us success in terms of this image of affluence and low-key, we're buying it. I'm so convinced that we need to talk about simplicity more. There, these are things we learn and settle when we're young. It's now that we have to make the decision to stay off the right wheel. This image cannot be our motivation. We can't give our lives, our time, work harder and harder just for this. If there was no, this is what success is supposed to look like, many of us would have different dreams. We would have less fears. We wouldn't need our passions to make more sense. Hmm. So here's here's what that means and what what I was thinking when I wrote that down. Many times, most people don't... I've talked about fear being um, a big hindrance to going after your dreams. Another is money. Like, how would I feed? How would I eat? But many times, your dream, your dream that you think is risky, my fear... The money that you can earn, like just your side money, is enough to give you everything you need. But because there's an image you aspire to and you're not sure you can get that in your dream, you now let go of your dream. Let me backtrack and say that properly. Money is a big factor that many people consider when it comes to going after their dreams. Whether it's deciding to let go of a lucrative job now, you know, bearing, taking up the risk of going after something that you're not sure can work out, there's... Money plays a role there, or whether it's deciding if I'm going to be a teacher and not earn too much in my life, maybe not, or be become maybe I don't know an engineer and earn so much money. Money plays a role in too many decisions that people make. But the tr- but one thing I'm learning is that even the the least lucrative dream that many people have can provide enough money for them to survive. Like for them, not to survive as in don't have their basic needs, but enough money for them to have a comfortable life. But we're in a place where a comfortable life is not enough. You need to show up for life. Like you need to be big. Like go big or go home. Like you need to be able to afford everything that everybody wants. And there's this craving for more money, more money, not because you need it, but because there's there's that image. And I remember thinking that if we remove that need to buy more stuff, to, to look a certain way, won't we be more free in the way we live? Like won't our lives have more freedom. So that was one thing I was thinking about, one thing that really drove me to this place of simplicity. Another thing is like, so in, in Nigeria, maybe Africa, there's a lot of talk about corruption and greed. And I don't think people wake up saying, I'm going to be greedy today. I think this is something that piles up. It's always wanting more and always letting yourself want more and always getting more that keeps you wanting more. Like if you never give yourself boundaries, if you never tell yourself enough is enough, I've had enough, that's fine. I can live on this. I don't need extra. Every time something new, every time an opportunity comes for you to be able to accumulate more stuff, you would go with it because you've never set that boundary for yourself and you won't call yourself greedy, but everybody else looking outside sees that you're greedy because that's the only explanation. Like why else you have... 30 houses why would you steal another million dollars to build more houses like what are you trying to do you know of course maybe you're leaving a legacy for your children but putting that against lives that are being wasted children that don't go to school um unemployment rates and things like that you wonder what happens like do they not see that this is greed and it's coming to a place where you acknowledge that it's not just for these people that have that do that with thousands of dollars and hundreds of millions of dollars it's you with your money right now like are you being greedy like can we can we have honest conversations with ourselves like are we chasing things that we have no business or no need to be chasing edwin waitale says reduce the complexity of life by eliminating the needless wants of life and the labors of life themselves Labors of life reduce themselves when you don't want too much like there's no extra pressure on yourself to Earn this, earn that. If you can maximize the money you have. And one of the best ways to maximize money, as we know, is to reduce your expenses. And most of the stuff that we spend our money on is stuff. Like, we spend our money on stuff. Your worth isn't defined by the things you own or don't own. Things are not a measure of a man's true worth. Rich Tidwell, a mark of a mature individual, is someone who grows up and doesn't constantly need more just for him or herself. Rather, he or she says, more for people, more for God. What he or she treasures changes from more things for me to more things for others to others for others, sorry. Bertrand Russell, it is preoccupation with possession more than anything else that prevents men from living freely and nobly. Contentment is the greatest form of wealth. It's like there's so much I could say, guys. Like there's so much I could say, there's so much that I want you to think about going ahead. When you picture yourself in your wealthy state. What does it look like? The image probably contains some recognition, some awards, some cars, some houses, an empire, lots of money, hopefully some philanthropic endeavor. I'm not offering any right answer. I don't think there's one right answer. And I strongly believe no one can draft your answer for you. However, I'm learning that true change only comes from a place of honesty. It doesn't matter if you think your image is right or you are ashamed of how materialistic you really are or how important some silly, in quote, things are to you, it is what it is. Once you acknowledge what is true for you right now, then you can begin to change, or develop, or adjust, or whatever it is you want to do with the information. I really just wanted to share two things I'm learning. One, it's really amazing how little we actually need. Sometimes you look around and think, but I've got to have that, when in fact, you don't, like you don't have to have that. Most of our cravings are driven by really great advertisement. You'd be fine, maybe even happier without those things. Two, it's so alarming how easily we get possessed by, attached to, and suffocated by things. You don't think you're possessed till you are. (laughs) You're not greedy until somehow you are. You're not hoarding possessions till all of a sudden all you can think about is the next paycheck. You don't care till you realize You're worried about how you measure up. More is not always better. And this has been a long episode to get to that place. Simplicity. Can we begin to strive for simplicity? Who says bigger is better? Who says contentment is found in things? Who says wealth is about how much stuff you can accumulate? Who says the mark of a great life is a huge amount of material possessions? When are you going to deal with the issues? With these issues? This is the time where we make those decisions. This is the time where we decide that I'm not going to be driven by how much more stuff I can get. I'm going to live my life on a different standard with different measures of success. It would help you, I think. Well, it it has helped me to really simplify life and what I want in terms of physical and material possessions out of it. This has been Grimsola on the Jimmy Girl podcast. I'm so grateful that you tuned in and listened to the episode Till next week, keep going after your dreams. Thank you guys. Bye guys.